This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Here we go. It's hour one of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. And for the first time... Since the Rangers World Series, we are filled with postseason anticipation and excitement. Let's rock and roll here over the next five hours, Nation. Wild Card Weekend Football Friday with a double bet payoff. Stephen Jones coming up in one hour. Let's rock and roll. General at your service there has brought us. Lucius Alexander, fresh off a birthday, is rocking the house here at 75 and fits you in that pimp cup. Wolchuk and Shia Follow are here. Carter Freeman is coordinating your video at 105throughthefan.com, Twitch, and YouTube. He's got one eye on the coaching carousel that uh, has multiple stops we need to talk about here in this opening segment where we recap everything that has developed since we last broadcasted with you. Okay, uh, Packers have a quarterback in his first playoff uh, who plays poorly under pressure, can't play on the run. They have a defense that can't stop anybody. Guys, you're looking at multiple takeaways from this Cowboys defense. I'm thinking somewhere in the neighborhood of 33-20 is going to get it done. Brian, how about you? I went 34-24 on this one. It's a good pick. Good pick. I like it. We going with this clean sweep here, Chief? Yes, we are. You guys got the Cowboys covering. Yeah. Feel good about that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I'm, I'm close to that. I do think the Cowboys ultimately get the victory for sure, and I got it 31-27. Uh, I, I do feel like the Packers' defense is, is a problem, yeah. and and the Cowboys at home are on a different level, but you just can't overlook the fact that Baker Mayfield, Tommy DeVito, Bryce Young, all having sort of career days versus this Packers' defense in the last, like, five weeks. Dak Prescott, this passing attack, it, it's going to be all over the place, man. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like Green Bay's pretty worried. I just joined Mike Heller, who joined us yesterday on his show in Milwaukee. They put up a poll of what the Packer fans think. Are the Cowboys going to win by seven or more? They're all saying yes. They think the Cowboys cover in this one. So Green Bay's a little nervous. I, I think 34-20. I'm taking the Cowboys. They're at home. Uh, I think CeeDee Lamb goes off. I think Jake Ferguson feasts over the middle of this defense as well. I do think Aaron Jones gets his. And this one will be close and competitive into the fourth quarter. I and then you that. get the Duran Bland walk-off pick six to say sayonara. We're moving on to the divisional round. Yeah, when the pressure gets ramped up and they're unable to run it, they, you know, they, they have to pass it. I think the Cowboys ultimately will you know, take them down. But I'm assuming the Packers aren't going to come up with the game plan I would. Because I tell you what, I could beat these Cowboys today, Brian. You, you replace their head coach with me for 72 hours. We'd get this thing done, I, I believe, on Sunday afternoon. But... Teams are, I don't know, too proud, too stuck in their ways to run their quarterback. I know Jordan Love's not a a burner. I know he's not an athletic runner, but he would be for me twice in the first quarter. And I would shake 
uh, the Cowboys defense in a way that would leave them anxious and second guessing themselves for the rest of that game. And at that point, Aaron Jones would go for a buck 75. We'd be victorious. Now, NFL teams don't want to do that, especially with a young quarterback. They want to develop this guy. Let's get him in the pocket in the playoffs. You know, let's see if he can handle it. Um, they don't optimize for winning uh, nearly enough because they want to they want to protect their guys. And, and I get it. Um, um, and, and that that same sentiment goes for the Cowboys, too. You you want to p- convince me that you're going to go beat San Francisco in the NFC title game. Let's see Dak with some designed runs to provide that element that the defense isn't expecting. You put that on tape. You rattle the the opposition's defense. You'll have me believing coming out of this weekend. I like that quite a bit because one of the things when 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 you watch Green Bay a little bit, Gary Rashawn Gary, probably yeah. their best pass rusher. Yeah. I don't think he defends the zone read very well. No, I think you can get him on a a Dak. Oop, just pulled it on you and scampered twelve yards into the end zone for a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Gary versus Steele will be an interesting matchup because I think Terrence Steele ha- has bounced back and is playing better football. He certainly was better the second time around against Hassan Reddick after what was his worst game of the season in Filthy. But how well does he hold up against Gary? It's also worth noting, like, Jordan Love, as well as he's played down the stretch here, he's got a little bit of this home-road split issue, too. Yeah, oh. Three of his worst games have been on the road this year, and three of his best games have been at home. So he kind of has a similar thing to what we've talked about the Cowboys and Dak, where he hasn't been as good on the road as he has been at Lambeau Field. Yeah, find a way to speed him up. That's you know you saw some when when teams were able to do that he wasn't as accurate throwing the football and so anything that Dallas can do now the uh, the Packers are pretty good about not allowing pressures Dallas one of the best at providing pressure so something's yeah. going to give here though and Dallas at home usually is pretty good when it comes to I think if you can make the Packers very one dimensional that's where that's where the trouble starts you're going to put all that on the quarterback to make a bunch of plays and and that and you're definitely you're playing with the best quarterback in the NFC right now. You know that's and and you're just that's 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 your weapon against them. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna sick your guy on them and uh, and make that work. Yeah, gonna light them up. Uh, you know, and and probably have a double digit victory. Uh, I have a little bit of money on uh, on bet online on my poker account. Still, I haven't lost at all. All my summer winnings are are, are, are almost gone, but. I have a couple hundred bucks. I think I could double up on this one. That's Just good. need oh. a, a jam on in there. Will McClay staying? That's great news. That feels like winning a big bet. Oh. Yeah, I had a chance to talk to him this Ooh. morning, and he was really happy about the opportunity. He he still is focused on, you know, helping the Jones family, you know, find a way to win a championship here. So uh, that cool. is good news for everybody. Thank goodness. Uh, Zach Martin and C.D. Lamb, first team All Pros. Same with Deron Bland, uh, Dak and Micah, uh, second team. Uh, first time Dak's been on an on, on all-pro team. Tyron Smith with his third, second team honor, and Tyler Smith is in there as well. Yeah. So well represented here for the Cowboys. I'll yeah. tell you what, that whole thing with, with it, it, it couldn't have worked out better. Now we'll see how the playoffs go for Tyron Smith. You know, there were a couple of games there where he wasn't involved, but overall I think everybody has to be pretty happy about Tyron Smith kind of having the kind of year he had no doubt. for sure that's that's one of the biggest surprises of the year uh, and biggest pleasant surprises and he is playing not just healthy but he's playing Quite really well. really yeah. dang good football yeah. man if they could get a center uh in the draft i think and have tyron and tyler you know play like they did this year next year heck maybe we can you know be right back at it again here this you know this thing just keeps on rolling mm. I, I i have been meaning to get to the list of free agents and there's about eight guys who contribute but none of them are like big time stars are they like this thing mm. this thing doesn't have to be done no uh we're we're in, we're in great shape now 
you hold your breath and keep your fingers crossed on a guy like Tyron Smith, but maybe he figured out what it takes, and maybe they did along with him. You know, after he got hurt in practice twice in the first six weeks, they're like, hey, let's stop practicing. Let's put him in the damn games. I mean, his last three injuries have been at practice. Yeah. yeah. I do think that's when they started listening to us about the 24-hour <laughs> bodysuit that is the hyperbaric chamber. I think that, that we don't we don't see that from a media standpoint, uh, but I, I do think that's actually happening. Got our yeah. guy, though, Graham Barton from Duke, for you drafties out there. Yeah. Give him a watch. He's an offensive tackle, offensive but I think tackle. he kicks in can play center or guard in yep. the NFL. Good get wow. right there. Yep. Talk about versatility. Yep. Uh, Kalen DeBoer is, uh, Kalen DeBoer, your head coach at Bama, uh, in waiting. I think the negotiation is going on currently. This just hours after the news that Steve Sarkeesian and Florida State's Mike Norvell had reaffirmed their commitments to their current schools on, yeah. on social media. Norvell's looking at an, an eight year extension right Ooh. now at Florida State. Good and for him. He seems very much loyal to Florida State because he had a couple of years initially where it wasn't very good and they stuck with him. And he feels loyal to you know, thanking the the president and the athletic director for hanging with him. Right on. Well, I think uh, I think Bama's you know either got a guy who's won at every level and can bring his sort of humble, soft spoken deal to Bama, which should fit in well, and you know will have tremendous success. Or they have like the perfect guy to be the guy that follows the guy. You know, kind of still somewhat anonymous and nondescript. And if he sucks for the first two years, you can fire him. And, uh, you know, move on uh, to your next guy. I think either role could do well. But I wouldn't be surprised if DeBoer is able to go down there and get something going pretty quick. Yeah, he is. uh, He's a highly respected offensive guy, too. Hmm. So that's something that they, you know, Alabama has over the years, they've gone through so many different coordinators. And to have a guy that, you know, a head coach that can call plays is is stable that way boy that would that would probably bode very well for them gerard mayo next patriots head coach the 37 year old is the new youngest head coach in the nfl he was named team captain in his second season players referred to him as bill jr because they viewed him as a future coach he was always at the facility countless hours that type of deal um and uh yeah it was pretty good pretty dang good player as well led the team in tackles five years and he was a defensive rookie of the year, and uh, he he was he did win one championship there with uh, with uh, the Patriots, but he's fulfilled his destiny now, which is truly to be a head coach. Yeah, I, I I think the Patriots saw him getting interviewed all these times. It seemed like everybody was talking about him, and they probably said, "Listen, we're not not let's not lose this guy with all the with all the jobs that are on the market right now." And they they just kind of cut that thing off before it even got started. Okay, uh, how about the Mavs, man? Three offensive rebounds and a Tim Hardaway Jr. three <laughs> allows the Mavs to hang on and beat the Knicks. It was a terrific night of basketball. Felt like it got a little closer than you, you'd you wanted it to. It did. Definitely. Way too close. Yeah, I thought they were about to blow that game. Yep. But Irving with 44, he's playing his best basketball ever. Uh, Hardaway had the 32, and they get the win without Luka and Lively, which well, is great. Geez, the, the end possession there, that, yeah. that crazy back and forth. You get three offensive rebounds, and then Kyrie's got the ball, and he kicks it out to Josh Green. I'm like, no, keep that, Kyrie. <laughs> it was his night, though. It was Josh Green's and night, then, dude. boom, he just drills it. And, yes, I mean, he, him and THJ were both on. But I still was just thinking in the moment, you're trusting Josh Green, who has really, really been inconsistent this year, but he buried it. And shout out to Kyrie for having faith in his teammate. Yeah, the Mavs did a really nice job and talked to some people over in the organization after the game. They they were ta- they were kind of bragging on the way that they were able to affect the Knicks in the first half of that game. And they were kind of talking about that Jones Jr., they put him on the center to kind of n- negotiate the 
or to negate the pick and roll uh, effectiveness of Brunson in that game. And then so they well press played. they press Brunson with uh, with Green, and then they put their center on Randall and they trap him. And so now all of a sudden they were they kind of were they were stagnant and they took some bad shots. So give the Mavs a little credit for coming up with a plan in this game, knowing the opponent, knowing Brunson, knowing the pick and roll game and what he's capable of doing. They, they, they immediately stopped that. That was their number one goal. But then at the end, like we said, hung on to win this thing. I loved Green's game. I mean, Chief already said it. It was his night. Um, but you want to look at a guy that maybe isn't going to be a dynamic weapon offensively. He's not going to, like, get every rebound or be a steals guy or an assist guy. It's like, how do you go be a really good player on a championship team? To me, last night, it was the on-the-ball defense. You know, and he's got the quick enough feet and he's strong enough that a guy like Brunson was often bottled up. I know Brunson ends up with 30, but if it wasn't for Josh Green's effort last night, I think Brunson would have gone for 45. Dude was feeling it. Yeah. Dude was hitting his shots, but Green was just denying so many of them. And the majority of the shots that Brunson did miss is because Green was basically in his face. You know, like playing like playoff defense on him. And I think that needs to be like the example of, hey, Josh, you want to not come off the floor? You want to be like, hey, my shot's not working, but coach is leaving me in? That's what it looks like, bro. Because, you know, this team needs somebody like that that can go be an absolute pest to the other team's best score. Hope Toronto is paying attention. I'd flip them in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, you you got to be willing to admit that the highs are just are the I, I, I just really consistent there. It's the perfect time. Like today's yeah. the day to trade THJ yeah. and yeah. Josh Green. Send that tape <laughs> last night. night. I, I yeah. thought Dawson, you were going to come in there and give us the scouting report on how well Green played, and then. But yeah, hopefully other teams are noticing here, and you know that. Yeah, it's going to look great I, in the Raptors. I, I guess I've accepted <laughs> not not giving him praise for playing well, but actually yeah. giving him praise for looking well so other teams might trade for him and i would have done that with hardaway jr as well but he's coming off a four point night in the previous game so damn it we just forget that one yeah he, he had to be sick i would i would hopefully you know somebody's already in on him mark followell tweeted 44 points uh that is Kyrie's most in a mavs uniform plus the 10 assists his second career game of at least 40 and 10 mavs host the pelicans tomorrow in new orleans a half game ahead of dallas right now in that sixth spot uh, and uh, and they're in Denver tonight. The Pelicans are so great opportunity tomorrow against New Orleans to beat a team, and the uh, the Pelicans will, will stay around uh, AAC Monday as well. And in regards to the Raptors, and obviously we're talking about hoping to land Pascal Siakam, put yep. him in a Mavericks uniform. Chris Haynes in his article has the Raptors and Siakam on the verge of parting ways. Really? So, uh, I don't know what that necessarily means. Is that like on the verge once we get closer to the deadline? Is on the verge like they're in the midst of a, a trade discussion with a team right now? Man. I don't know, but Siakam seems for sure on the move. Could he come here? What a fit that would be. Yeah, we were talking about it a couple of days ago that people in the league believe that maybe if you can give them a player in a future protected type pick that the, that they might do that. So Well, the issue is he's blocking the Sacramento trade right. and maybe Indiana because he doesn't want to sign an extension, which is fair. It's like, dude, I don't want to go sign and play with you long term. Mm-hmm. I'll play this contract out. Right. You want to trade me, get what you want to get there, Toronto. But I understand what Pascal Siakam's doing. Hopefully he forces his way to the Mavs. Well, Chuck, sitting on the show sheet is a G-bag mixed bag. What's that look like? 
Yeah, we got some uh, Mavs news, or excuse me, Ranger news for you. Arbitration. They're signing new players, plus they have a new catcher as well in a Ranger uniform. We'll talk about that next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yeah, buddy. Welcome back, GBAC Nation. GBAC of the Day is coming up in seven and a half minutes. This segment is brought to you by the Frankels. Have a double bet payoff coming up to you in an hour. Uh, well, the first part's going to be in an hour. The second part, at 520. It's a double Honest Abe Friday where you can uh, basically pl- play uh, a nonstop truth or dare with no dares. It's just all uh, questions that you have to answer honestly for a 15-minute segment. And the first round of that's coming up at 320. Both Woolchuck and I will be participating in that. Honest Abe might be fun with drinking Brian here in a couple of weeks whenever we can get a remote and get that part of the payoff. Well, but like that. Segments brought to you by the Frankels. Life's unpredictable. Accidents happen. Franklin Frankel, the go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks in DFW. If you or a loved one's been in an accident, contact Franklin Frankel for a free consultation. It's 214 or 817-333-3333. Go to truckwreck.com. Before we get to this mixed bag, guys, uh, G-Bag Survivor, um, I'm going to take the Cowboys. Ooh, I love this. Second biggest point spread. Uh, uh, the the biggest one is Bill Steelers. I just think with the way that Buffalo's season has gone, it would make way too much sense for it to end with some Buffalo tears. Hell yes. So I'm staying away from the Bills. I'm going Cowboys, Brian. How about you? I'm taking the Bills. Right on. I'm absolutely going with the Bills, sir. Wow. That Steelers defense, So, though. Brian, I mean, yep. man. I, that, the, your, this game is going to come down to the quarterback is who it's going to come down to. I'm taking Buffalo. I figured you would have just gone with the Lions since you're already kind of nah, I'm, kind I'm of going have ahead. them anyway. No, I was distracted. One of these kids here, I, I'm watching these uh, one of these kids, we're watching this baseball show, he's got an LSU hoodie no, on. No idea. Star baseball players. Maybe, maybe it's Dimitri. I think it's Dimitri Young's kid. Hmm. Uh, Quinton Young here, LSU. But I was distracted a little bit. But yes. Going Bills. I'm going Bills. Okay. The, and, and people were talking about the weather in Buffalo being a nightmare, and it is certainly going to be, but they were throwing around 65 mile uh, per hour wind gusts. Yes. And at least over a foot of snow. Um, but I saw a smart weatherman, Kevin Roth, point out that all that is going to be mostly on Saturday. So they get that snow so, off the field. Yeah, there were so, rumors of like they were going to move the game to Cleveland. The NFL said, no, 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 yeah, that is not, not moving true. It. We aren't no, moving. No, and no. the 65-mile-an-hour gusts and the, and the crazy wind and stuff like that is going to be the day before. So I think Sunday will be not quite as bad as Saturday. But, I mean, Here's, Saturday night, Kansas City, Sunday afternoon, Buffalo, both going to be weather games. You want you just both watch. to know. Here's where Pittsburgh needs to leave today. Yeah, they, they, they might. They, they, they might, the league might ask them to go in two days early. If they, they, the Bills do will not have wide receiver Gabe Davis or safety Taylor Rapp. They're both officially been ruled out. Fine. I was talking to my buddy in, awesome. in Pittsburgh today. Uh, he works with the Steelers Network, and he says we have remotes and appearances all weekend in Buffalo. It's a three-hour drive. I was yeah. like, 
Oh, you're gonna that's drive. interesting. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah. The, he says a lot of it is for the Steelers fans that live in Buffalo because yeah. Steelers fans are everywhere, kind of like Cowboys fans. But a lot of folks are making the roadie. So it'll be interesting to see what that uh, fan base looks like there in that stadium. I'm I would not Chiefs. be going for that weather. Yeah, me either. Uh, yeah. I'm going Chiefs. I mean, there's fans in Kansas City that are like, why the hell are we playing this game here? Uh, maybe we should move the game because of how frigid those temperatures are. Some fans are saying it's not fair to even the workers that have really to be there at Arrowhead. Maybe. You know. Uh, but I, I'm taking the Chiefs in this. I think Isaiah Pacheco is able to run them to victory, and I think the Dolphins poop themselves. Yeah, yeah. Now, now let's not forget, Baldy with us yesterday, his stone-cold lead pipe lock of the weekend was the Browns. Yes, Nobody, which I could see. But I got respect for C.J. Stroud to just, just, just in case. Just in case. Yeah. Now, once we pick these teams for the playoffs, we're done with them, right? Correct. Unless you get to a point where you've picked everybody. You might get to the you Super Bowl. All, and, you picked all losers. Yeah. There might be. reset it for the Super Bowl, yeah. maybe. Might have to be some level of reset. Play but by I, ear. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely. Give me the bull. Give me the give me the bills. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Chiefs as well. Um, I think there's a few good picks here, uh, but I think the Chiefs at home. I do think this is not going to be, like, this is not the Chiefs' year but this is not the way that it ends. It doesn't end at home. It ends with them next week having to go on the road somewhere, and that's probably where they lose it. But uh, th- there's no way Tua and this Dolphins offense is going to perform well in that nightmarish weather that Kansas City is going to be offering. I'm never going to be cheering more ever than this one against for Miami. I just, just yes. feeling good about it. No, you, I, want, you I, want it for him. I want it for Miami. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I do. I really want it for right. Miami here. Well, we got two Chiefs, two Bills. Not bad enough to pick them, though. No, I'm, I'm going to save them. I'm saving. Save saving them. <laughs> save yeah, because you're not going to get them for next, next year. I'm, I'm saving them for when they, the next week when they don't get when they for get week beat. One, yeah, yeah, they get beat. Yeah. Well, we are the home of your World Series champion, Texas Rangers. We got some Ranger news. As yesterday, last night, they signed a new catcher. They've signed free agent catcher Andrew Kisner to a one-year contract for the 2024 season. Now he's got uh, some familiarity with the staff here. As Kisner, he's going to be 29 in February. He worked with pitching coach Mike Maddox in St. Louis with the Cardinals. Perfect. Also, offensive coordinator slash bench coach Donnie Ecker at class in Class A Peoria uh, in the minor league. So he's probably going to have the inside track to back up Jonah Himes. So whenever you need Jonah Himes to get a rest, you'll get Andrew Kisner in there, and he'll be your catcher for the Rangers next year, unless Sam Huff just goes goes out there and crushes it in spring training. Uh, and then we've got the arbitration stuff that's going down. So the Rangers have agreed with seven of their eight players for arbitration contracts. We Garcia, talked about Dave Dunning huh? yesterday. Burke, they got to deal with. Jonah Heim, they got to deal with. Jonathan Hernandez, Nathaniel Lowe, Sporzy, and Leody Tavares. But yes, they did not get a deal yet with Adolis Garcia. They have exchanged desired contract figures, and they could continue to negotiate up until the arbitration hearing is set. And this would be the first year of arbitration for Adolis Garcia. Now, the Rangers haven't gone to an arbitration hearing since 2000. So this is something that they're probably going to get figured out. The Rangers offered Adolis $5 million. He asked for six point nine, and I think that he's going to end up getting probably what he asked for because I think he's even worth more than six point nine. So yeah. I think this thing ends up getting figured out. I wouldn't worry about it, Ranger fans, but Adolis is still the one that they're trying to figure out right now. There's no holding out in a situation like that? I don't think so. I mean, it, it can go into spring training. We might go to spring training, and we're still dealing with this with Adolis Garcia, but... No, I, I don't think so. I mean, look, if he's asking for 6.9 and you're the Rangers, you do it. Yeah. Yeah, I would be embarrassed to give him less than 15 right now. Yeah, I, I don't think that this is going to be something that lingers into this. I won you a World Series. Absolutely. That's what he did. He's worth it. 
Give the man his money. You pay that man his money. It's time now for the G-Bag of the Day. Into the Pimp Cup we go. Here's Lucius. Speaking about paying that man his money. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> G-Bag of the Day, we do it every weekday on a fan at uh, 2.30, 2.30-ish. Mm. Shout out to Jesse Holly. Got a question, Lucius, for you. What's up, buddy? What was the best part of the fried mm. platter last night? Uh, the shrimps. The shrimps? The shrimps. And I got a cup of gumbo on the side. Oh. I ate that there. And I ordered some uh, Mardi Gras pasta to go so I could eat it today there for lunch. You go. There I was you go. thinking ahead. You know there what I mean? There you go. There you go. Focus. All right, yeah. If you see anything out there, uh, don't be afraid to send it to us. All that stuff is on social media. Go to G Bag Nation. Follow us all, all right? Our winner and champ is a big brother. Had to stop his little brother from fighting in the front yard. It's really nice. Hey, hey. Jason, Jason, Jason. Ro- Ronan, get in the house. You. Get in the house. Shut up. Jason, go, go, go to your house, please. He threw the first punch. Ronan. Punch. Ronan. 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 Please. The f- away. I'm going to send this to I Jason, am going to, to call the cops. Hmm. Get the f- off Come of me. You're starting fights. Get the f- off of me. Go to your room. Rape it. Oh, no. No. I'll call mom. I'll call mom. Jason, just keep walking to your house. It's in your best interest. <laughs> Ronin! It's in your best interest. Shut up, you bitch! Ronin, don't. Ronin, yeah, don't. because you're scared. Yeah, so sure. Shut up. I'm so sorry, Jason. F*** you, Jason. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh my so God. sorry about him. Yeah, I apologize, He's man. He's little guy. What's the right big brother move there? Do you beat up your little brother? <laughs> yes. You put him but, in a headlock and you bring him back in the crib. But you can hear from the jump here, this brother knows exactly what Ronan is capable of. Mm-hmm. You he's can hear it in his voice. He's, he's he is scared of him. And he's like, hey, Jason, you should be scared of him as well. <laughs> yeah, Get yeah. your ass home right now. It's yeah. in your best interest. <laughs> That's the best line. It's in your best interest. Yes. I've seen what this kid can do. Yeah, Ronan got incel vibes. He does. <laughs> he's just yeah, oozing he off of his arguments. All right, let's go to the Miami Dolphins head coach, Mike McDaniels. That's weed. That's weed. <laughs> yeah, I see you, bro. On the sidelines. Yeah, I see you, dog. Yeah. This is his thoughts on uh, Nick Saban and all the legendary coaches stepping down from their positions or being moved from their positions, however you want to put it. Carroll and Nick Saban in, the, in there because it, it feels the same way. It's just kind of like um, wow. it's a reminder Told you. to me Come on. that – you know, I'm just going to be candid that Father Time's a dick. <laughs> you know, really, really, really not a, not a nice guy. <laughs> bro. That's weed. That's weed. <laughs> Come on, bro. This man's playing Madden with real Father life people time. out there. Yeah. He's a genius when it comes to the plays and everything, but I see you, Phil. <laughs> you ain't fooling me. <laughs> I see you. Father time, bro. Time. You know. Quite the D. I'm just <laughs> my buzz, super bro. candid right now. Uh, you guys could bear with me. Uh, These guys are super bros, but now, now they're the old. The thing is, he thought he was really moving in just real speed. He didn't know it. It was slow. It was, yeah. It's, it's only slow to us. To him, he's thinking of moving real time. He's in the left lane driving 20. Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm. I like that. I like that. That man in the left lane driving 20 right now. <laughs> All right, let's go to uh, talking about. Bama coaching and saving and whatnot. Here's a legendary caller. His name is Legend. He calls on to the Paul Feinbaum show. Yes. Uh, check this out. Man, Paul, it's a sad, sad day of loss, brother. A sad day of loss. I ain't felt this bad since I lost my mama, man. This is horrible. 
I'm in friggin' shock. What is going on? The whole operation is falling apart, Paul. The whole operation, baby. Help me. Help me, Jesus. Help me. Oh, my God, Paul. Give me a word of wisdom, brother. Give me a word of wisdom. You know me, legend. I shoot straight. Dark days are ahead. No. (laughs) Dark days are ahead. Ah, I thought you were my black hat brother, man. You're supposed to pick me up by the shoulder and tell me it's going to be all right. Coach Saban, we was in the pit of hell. We was in the pit, baby. The devil was torturing us. And you came along and lifted us out of the pit of hell and raised us back to the mountaintop, baby. You are the greatest to ever do it. You are a legend. You are a goat. And let me say this to you, brother. Change your mind. Come back. Please, please, please. (laughs) Mama rolling over her grave somewhere when she heard that. Sounded like he had a little Cajun in him there. Baby. It it kind of sounded like a like a Cajun uh, Terry Bradshaw. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Did you hear that? Yeah. You hear a little Bradshaw? I did. Okay. Good call, man. We need the calls like that on the uh, what you drink, what you think. Go 520. There was another guy who was alleging that he was going to set himself on fire yeah. at the 50-yard line if yeah. Dabo replaced Nick Saban. That was his big yeah. Anyone but Dabo. Yeah. Don't worry, that's that not video. happening. I wanted that video so bad. It wasn't playing back here on these computers for some reason. Oh, gosh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that. so thank you for bringing that up, fam. That's a great call. For you, that, that might stop a Ronan on the doorstep of five-time status. We got some uh, broadcasting beef right here. Peyton, producer of yes. uh, RJ uh, and Chop Show. Yeah, social media. Yeah, a little beefing. And Alec Medford. They call him Little Red Medford. Little Red. Yeah. Pause. He's thick, though. Yeah, he's, he's no, tough. He's, yeah, yeah. When he's, we start calling he's him, tough yeah. though, bro. Watch out. Good now. muscle density. Yeah. He's bulking. Yeah. 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 Little he's Red Medford three years ago. He's now put on about thirty pounds of muscle. Yeah, 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 man. He's tough. So watch out. Uh, yeah, they beefing. Apparently, uh, somebody took shots at somebody's uh, segment. I think Medford took shots at Peyton's segment. Yes. Yeah. So Peyton's responding right here. Yes. The payload. I like that. All right. So let me uh, channel in my Brian Damaris here. Little music here for Alec Medford. First of all, you you, you little leprechaun, shut up. Oh, you know, come you're, on, you're fam. five foot two. Man, you're five foot two. Long red hair, good flow, big glasses, but you're small. No one likes small people. Get out of here. You're overrated tattoos. Jeez. You get, new ta- you get a new tattoo every every other week. You pay five hundred dollars for it. Get out of here with that. You're not a tattoo guy. You are wow. not him. You're not him. You are not him. <laughs> Stick to the weekends. Ooh. Stick to hosting with the fan phenom, the, 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 wow. the, eight, the eight-time Hall of Famer. Real life person, the fan. What are we That's doing? Dead. Wow. You 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 want to be a host, Ooh. but but what are but we doing? Just a oh. <laughs> just, you know, we remember that one clip from the what was her name uh, from Fox Sports Radio? No man, come oh, said, quarterback. You I want quarter- my quarterbacks to be quarterback. Oh. Well, I want my host to be host. Oh, <laughs> you're, no. you're, you're just a producer, little bro. Little bro. So stick no. the filling in. For, for the full-time guys, let, let me do my wow. job. It was toxic. Damn. No. And, uh, we'll, we'll be seeing you, Alec Medford. Thank you. Thank well you done. for the call. Yo, don't little bro me, bro. Little bro yeah. Don't little bro me like that.
Well, I think that Medford little bro Peyton. Just don't little bro. No, don't little bro me in your yeah. comeback, so man. Now we have a little bro off going. This is the Charleston White effect right here. This is what happened when Cat Williams set it off the year on fire. Mm. This is what happened. This is good stuff. Peyton's is so toxic. I th- I think only one man could have ghostwritten that for him. That'd be Sean Sharif. Oh, <laughs> passive aggressively. I got something for you to help you out. <laughs> <laughs> rubbing his little hands together. The <laughs> shooter while they're climbing up the ladder. That's exactly what we need to stay on top of the ratings. <laughs> Go after Medford. He'll do us good. <laughs> what happened? Oh, shrimps, scrimps. Hey, yeah, scrimps. I scrimps. see you. Scrimps. Shout out to them Bayou boys. What is that scrimp? That is uh, Gullah Geechee. That's Gullah Geechee saying scrimps. All right, let's go ahead and vote, man. Oh, I thought we were going to hear from Medford's side. Oh, I was looking forward to that. No, no. no. I mean, you know. excited still? Uh, you know, it continues. Nice. It continues. Medford's got six hours tomorrow. Yeah. This is yeah, about so to get spicy. Nice. Nice. He's okay. so nervous about Is it Ronan that. looking for five? Is it uh, Mike McDaniels on, on the legend stepping away? That was wild, Peyton. Is it legend calling in the fine bomb? Wild, yeah, it was mean. It's, they're supposed to be mean. funny. Yeah. They're supposed to be like half truths. Yeah. And and funny. Yeah, man. You're gonna make Eric rant. So you're supposed no. to be funny about this. This is not funny at all. Dawson's about to vote for he's about to vote for Peyton. Watch this. Peyton and Alec Bedford, yeah. yeah Peyton this. was funnier than Jimmy Kimmel the other night. I'll stand <laughs> I thought Peyton was funny. I did want to hear Alec because I I, th- I think he sounds like Napoleon Dynamite's brother Kip. Oh, dude. Okay. A little bit. A little bit, a little bit more bass. Well, that's yeah, a compliment. What is that? A lot more bass. Just <laughs> the school's chopstick. Maybe that could right, be he's material. Had he's had enough. That could be material for Peyton Russell's next uh, he's had spot. Enough. He's the man, though, that Alec Medford. Used to run against uh, Kevontae Turpin in yes. high school. Very yeah, fast kid. Very fast. Um, yeah, yeah, he knows what Turpin's ass looks like for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Well, who are you voting for, Chief? Got me again. I'm going with you. Uh, sorry, Bedford. Gosh dang it. You don't deserve any of this. Um, I'm going to go. I am going to go with the champ. I am going to go with the champ. Y'all got to stall out Medford like that. Stall him out, Devo. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with the beef. I'm going to go with the beef. Go ahead, Medford. You got six hours tomorrow to give me a response. I'm about this beef. Or the street shit calling you dead. I, I love the toxic. I'm, I'm here for Peyton. Pay, pay all day. I got to throw a vote for the legend. You're here for Toxic. That means you're here for Ronan, man. Yeah, I, was, I voted for Ronan for the last four days. Yeah. I was voting Mike McDaniels, which means by a score of two to one to one to one. And your new G-Bag of the Day champion for the first time, I believe it's Peyton Russell, uh, who's also a producer of that uh, morning show, Sean, RJ, and Bobby, every weekday morning, 530 to 10. Brian, where are we going next, buddy? Yeah, I'm going to tell you about the official this weekend, but I'm also going to ask some questions of my guys. We'll do that next. Thank you, Lucius. It's a, it's a great football Friday here in the nation. Uh, Cowboys and Packers Sunday at 3.30, pregame at 12.30 with Chia Follow and Broadus. Will McClay is staying. Brian talked to him this morning. That's, yeah. I think, the, the best news we've heard so far today about the Cowboys. Here's more from Brian in Krusty's Corner. Thank you very much, General. Appreciate that. Uh, by the way, I had a gentleman reach out to me about, you know, my saying, the NFL is a strange lady, you know? I always use that. I do remember you saying that that one time. A gentleman that's interested in doing a T-shirt for this thing. He's going to send me a prototype of, he's got a Strange design. lady shirts? Yeah, he's got NFL strange lady shirts on deck. So, uh, Man, let's, hook let's, me up with one, dude. Well, let's see. Let's see. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm really excited about this, though, to see what, uh, he's got a design idea that he wants to use. And so, 
he's going to send me one, and uh, we'll go from there. So I'm I'm excited to see how this how this works out, and hopefully we can uh, we can do some good with them. Everybody, yeah, we'll them, model them for you. Get 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 a bunch of guys and gals in these shirts. It'd be a lot of fun. All right, um, Ron Tolbert is your official this weekend, but it's an all star crew. So what's going to happen is you're going to get the officials that graded out throughout the year uh, working with the crew. So this crew will be working together for the first time. Uh, Tolbert will be the lead official. They usually allow the umpire, the gentleman who stands to his left in the backfield, he'll usually carry that guy with him uh, to this game, and then they'll go from there. But uh, just wanted to point out penalties that Ron Tolbert could be involved with that he could by where he is positioned and where his uh, where his uh, teammate or gentleman that he works with uh, can be next to him there. Need to keep an eye on. They called 43. By the way, Tolbert, they called the third most penalties in the NFL this year. His mm. crew did. Dude. I don't want a flag happy game. Yeah, but Tolbert has not refereed a Cowboys game this year. So we'll see about that, how that all plays out. Hopefully he's been mad that his colleagues refused to call holding against Micah Parsons most of the season. Well, offensive holding was a big call, and this is something that he can handle. Let's go. Come on, Ronnie. Him and then his uh, umpire. 43 of those. That was their top-rated call. Uh, Don't let these fat bums off the hook, Ronnie. Yeah. Can't handle Micah. Can't handle Micah. The... uh, Another one you need to keep an eye on is they had six roughing the passer penalties this year. Hmm. So seems like a lot. That's a lot. That is a lot. So that's something that he can control in the game, and usually the referee's responsible for the roughing the passer penalty. So six of those during the year. That makes me nervous. I'm just used to just crappy calls impacting the game against the Packers in the playoffs, like the Bryce Butler yeah. illegal man in the huddle. Like here goes sure. Mike is probably going to get a sack, strip, fumble. They're going to call roughing the passer or some crap. My yeah. money's on either Sam Williams or Dante Fowler, like the most wheels off pass rusher <laughs> on the team who could, you yeah. know, in a moment of emotion. Yeah, hey, Fowler's on a run right now. Fowler's on a good run, but, he, there. but he, he'll take a dive at you. He will. Yeah. He'll take. He will absolutely take the a man run. too. And the last one that we need to kind of keep an eye on is intentional grounding. That's something that the umpire uh, and the umpire and the uh, the referee usually handle. Good. Uh, that number was four. Yeah. So intentional grounding when you get in the pocket, trying to throw things away. It's a big advantage, Cowboys, right yeah, there. There you go, right there. All right, that's Ron Tolbert. He is your official. By the way, uh, tradition holds that one of these officials in this week weekend will get the Super Bowl. Ooh, okay. So. Usually your wild card weekend official will get the Super Bowl. So we'll see you in Vegas, Ron. Yeah. <laughs> Ronnie, see you there. Okay. All right. I got some questions for my guys here. Okay, Zach, I'll start with you on this one. All right, let's do this. Offensive player will be praising in the post game about. I Offensive think player that will be praising in the post game about. We will I mean we always are, it seems like at ATT Stadium, Dak and C D but I think it's going to be Jake Ferguson that will be getting a lot of love in the postgame. I think Ferguson will catch at least one touchdown. I think he has a monster game over the middle. These linebackers, Quay Walker, cannot cover, uh, and I think Dak loves throwing that seam pass. It's one of his most beautiful balls, so uh, I think Fergie. 
How about you, Chieftain? I, I do think any one of these skill guys from Lamb to Ferguson to Cooks, I'll rock with Cooks here just to be a little bit more odd, oddball-y, but I do think you're going to be talking about the Packers sending everything they can at C.D. Lamb. It won't, it won't stop them, but maybe that gives Cooks a couple more opportunities. And he's been clicking, and he's yeah. had big clutch touchdown moments, and I, I think you might see one or two of those situations go down. And Brandon Cooks is a guy we're going, thank God we got extra weapons last year in the playoffs. We didn't have any cooks you represent the idea that we do now how about you general offensive player offensive player that will be praising in the post game uh let me go tyler smith for his toughness he'll have a great game there with the torn plantar fascia like that though i i, I think it is going to be i'm gonna i'm gonna go on a limb here hunter lipke no i'm gonna say i'm gonna Dowdle. say tony pollard okay i'm gonna say tony pollard this is a team that doesn't play particularly well run defense and all of a sudden, we've kind of like thinking of all the other weapons on the outside. And we're going to talk about Tony Pollard had a game that allowed Dallas to have really good balance in this game. And it helped him. You know, Dak had some big tosses off play action. So I think, love that. I think throwing the ball to Pollard, too, is be, will be good in this game, too. Because I don't think the Packers linebackers are particularly good in coverage. They're going to be in a blender all game. Yeah, the there's, there's going to so be, be some blitz pickup stuff, too, that they're probably going to have to deal with with these linebackers a little bit. I'm going to say that we're going to be singing the praises of Tony Pollard when this thing is all done. All right, uh, Chieftain, how about the defensive player that we're going to be talking about in this game? We're going to be praising in the postgame. Zach and I are going to be praising this guy. Praising. Give me give me Donovan Wilson. Give me, give me Donovan Wilson coming up with a big play. I think he's starting to really trend in the right direction. These last two games have been probably the best two games of his entire season. And so I, I could see Donovan Wilson coming up with a, a splash play or two that make you say, Dono, welcome back to being the guy. General, said. I'm gonna go with Deron Bland. Yeah, uh, you know, I thought he's 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 built for games like this. You're gonna get this guy on the run, young quarterback. Uh, I, I feel like you know what have we been three or four weeks, maybe five weeks since he had a pick. Mm. Maybe the the league's forgot about him a little well, bit. Well, he had a pick of the Commanders game. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah my he, bad. Down, yeah, down along the sidelines. Yeah, yeah. I'm sticking. I'm sticking with Deron Bland. I like Deron Bland. I think he does get a pick six in this one to close it out. Uh, I'm going to go with Demarcus Lawrence. Give me Tank. Man, I think that what the are run, you doing The run there? defense, man. I mean, and I think Demarcus Lawrence can take over a game, and he's due for one. And he, this is a guy, he's a veteran. I mentioned it yesterday, the three guys that were there in 2014. Mm. It was Tank, it was Tyler, and it was Zach Martin. Or Tyron and Zach Martin. It, yeah. it, it, it's, it's all out there for Tank. He's got to have it. Yeah, I, I feel like that Zach Tom, the right tackle for the Packers, has got his hands full this week with, with, with Tank. Tank's going to make some type of run defense play, knife through like he always does. It's going to be a third down and one, fourth and one. They're going to go for it. He's going to shoot the gap inside, beat Tom, tackle for a loss. Cowboys get the ball going the other way. Maybe that's your momentum flipper right there. I love it. But Tank, that's my guy. Yeah, just all up in the kitchen of Aaron Jones all game. Sorry, Aaron Jones, you're not going to get going. I do think the Zach Tom guy, that's the most egregious double first name situation. You don't like that one at all. I mean, And there's nowhere you can go with that. When your last name's Tom, you're just bleeped there. Yeah, you are. There ain't much you can do. Scott Tom? Scott Tom worked for the oldie station in Portland. Scott might be worse. That's a made-up name, Scott Tom. Probably was. Probably Zach so, Tom yeah. feels like a made-up name. But yeah, they both do. Okay, before we get to Stephen Jones here. Being an oldies Why DJ wouldn't you just funny. put a, like a, a pson in front of, you know, at the end of it to oh, make it be Thompson, Thompson. or <laughs> Thomas? <laughs> you know, don't you like, somebody in the lineage of the Toms needs to just take ownership of the fact that it's a dumb last name, and there's you're just a few letters away from it being a really good one, and you're not even changing the name that much. 
All right, I, I, we get to, to Stephen Jones here. So my final question for you, General, here is real quick. If the game is a close one, your faith in the head coach, quarterback, or defensive coordinator? Where's, 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 who has my most faith? Mo, mo, most, most, most faith. Face. Most faith. Wow. What, whose face that, do you like the that most? That commentary about the last name Tom really troubled you from Chief right there. It did. It? It did. You I got a good of, buddy named Tom. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, it, was, it, it hurt me a little bit. I'm just I'm trying sh- to get to Stephen Jones at 3 o'clock. No, offensive. no yeah. you got it, buddy. I'm going to go with a Dak Prescott. That's where I put my faith. Uh, you said end of game. Man. I'm going to just answer this no, by saying. If the saying, game is close, who yeah. do you have the most faith in? I will head say. Head coach, quarterback, or defensive coordinator? Not Mike McCarthy. Steve's wow. going to be eight minutes late. Don't worry about it. C.D. Lamb. Time. No, but I, I'll take Dak. Yeah, you think it's the quarterback? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give it to Dak. He, he's done well when it comes to late-game situations and going on that drive lately. I, I, if I had to power rank him, give me quarterback one, defensive coordinator two, head coach three. And we know. That's Thank where you. I would go. There he is, uh, Brian Broaddus, former Cowboy Scout NFL executive here with you in the G-Bag Nation. Okay, uh, Stephen Jones is going to join us. We had the news earlier, Will McClay staying and that's pretty cool. So we'll see if uh, Steve can confirm that and what he thinks about that story coming up next right here. It's the G-Bag Nation on your home of the Cowboys, 105 through the fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.